At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a reaction edition of the HHC. Last night, the NBA draft lottery. Hornets' fate decided they'll hold the 13th and 15th picks. 15th was guaranteed. That's outside the lottery, but they've got that one still nonetheless, pairing it now with the number 13 pick in next month's NBA draft, helping me break down the lottery and look ahead towards draft day. He is the lead writer for Hornets.com. Back for another two Sams edition of the HHC, Sam Purley, who is live on the scene from the, the combine for the NBA draft prospects. And he was there last night at the lottery, making sure everything went off without a hitch. Sam Purley, thanks for joining us. How was your lottery experience? It was good. I, I don't know how much involvement I had making sure everything went off without a hitch. I think I was kind of uh, in more of an observant kind of spectator capacity. But yeah, it's interesting. It's the second time I've been to it. First time they've had it in person, I think, since 2019. So overall, it's kind of a different experience. But uh, yeah, overall, kind of a cool event. It's interesting to kind of see the the inner workings of this, this event that is circled on the calendar for NBA fans every single year. It's always a big deal and kind of sets in motion the draft season. Up till now, everyone, in in order to do their mock draft, has to hit the lottery simulator. That's no longer the case. We've got the draft order. Orlando Magic, Hornets division rivals, will go number one. Thunder at number two. They also hold a later pick. They will pick right in front of the Hornets, actually, at number 12. Houston, three, and Sacramento jumps to four. But overall, Sam Perley, i got to say, you and P.J. Washington, job well done there. Hornets had a 2.3% chance of falling to 14. You were able to avoid it. Well done. 
Yeah, exactly. I guess I guess that is at least you you come in and you hold serve, so uh, it's better than dropping at any point. So I guess it was to be expected, uh, and you can't get too greedy. I said uh, we we had some lottery luck a couple years ago, and obviously didn't win it, but hit the jackpot getting uh, Lamelo the eventual rookie of the year. So hopefully this is the last time we're in the lottery for a number of years. But yeah, overall it, it's an interesting event. It's really really interesting, and you can really kind of set in motion franchises in all different directions. Absolutely. Let's talk winners and losers. You're the guest. You'll get to go first. The one team that moves up is Sacramento. They're obviously a favorite for big winners, but uh, Orlando getting the number one overall pick has to be in consideration as well. Sam Perley, your big winner from lottery night. I'm just going to take the easy one out and just say the Orlando Magic. I think it's been a number of years since they won the lottery. I think instantly you think Dwight Howard. I think they won it the year Chris Webber was the number one overall pick, but they ended up trading the pick. Yeah, I think it has to be the Orlando Magic. I mean, they've got a lot of young talent right now. We saw that on full display last season when they played the Hornets. And just to have your pick of whatever guy you want to fit in with all those younger guys they have right now, all that young talent, I think is is such a luxury. I mean, you, you really have the pick of pick of the litter. I'm, yeah, I'm just going to take the easy right out to the Orlando Magic. They've been kind of right up there in that 2-3-4 for the last couple of years when I think they shifted into rebuild mode. So to finally kind of break through and get that top pick is, is obviously huge for the franchise. My big winner, I'm kind of torn. Sacramento was the only team that was outside of the uh, you know the best odds to land a top four pick that moved up, so they'd be an easy one. But I'm going to go with the Oklahoma City Thunder at number two. Not so much that they were not supposed to win. They had one of the worst records in the NBA. They were one of the favorites to be in the top four with the odds being what they are. But their whole process, if you will, is not just accumulating draft picks, first-round picks, and potential lottery picks, but winning the lottery, hopefully, from their perspective, multiple times. They had opportunities to do that a season ago. Didn't work out. Still got a very good player in Josh Giddy. They seem very happy with the selection, but their whole plan only fits together if they win the lottery, if they end up with multiple top-four picks. So I think from their perspective, whereas the previous year – even with a really good player coming over, it didn't fit into their overall plan this year did. So uh, that's why I have them as a winner of this year's lottery. How about a loser? Who do you think is the loser of this year's lottery? I mean, I, it wasn't a whole lot of change. I think you had a couple teams kind of vary selections. And I think it's it's an overall really deep draft or it's kind of that's what this consensus is, is sort of a deep draft. I think if you just had to you know pick a loser, I'm going to take the easy way out and just go with maybe not necessarily... You know, the Pistons, I think, kind of fell a little bit, but they obviously won it last year. They fell just two spots, which I think is kind of relatively minor. And then you had Houston as well fell two spots, which, again, in in such a deep draft at the top, I think is kind of relatively minor. And they're obviously doing a good job kind of collecting some young talent. But I think if I had to pick anybody, maybe Houston. I think, you know, they they were got second last year. I think they were right behind. And obviously, they got a a great player in Jalen Green, but they couldn't break through and get that first pick last year so to come up short and then to get three again this year i'll probably lean towards houston but overall just not a whole lot of variance at the top in this one this year yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of moving around, which has something to do with my loser of the lottery. You know, as you as you go through these, I'm paying attention not to who is supposed to be there, but who's not supposed to be there. So that when that first card was revealed, I was like, please, not the Hornets, because the Hornets were not supposed to be 14. It was the Cavs' moment of relief. All right, Hornets didn't, quote-unquote, lose the lottery. Next one, you're hoping for anyone, not the Hornets. Basically, an OKC logo to show up. It was the Hornets. It went in the order it was supposed to until... 
Dame Lillard's Portland Trailblazers showed up. So is Sacramento kind of a winner? We didn't pick them as a winner. I'd say a loser's got to be Portland. They're the first one who showed up on screen, disappointed that their card was there a little early. I would agree with that. For a team like Portland, that's kind of perennially in the playoffs every single year, you know, later stages of the rounds, the playoffs, Western Conference Finals, and obviously everything that could go wrong went wrong for them this past season. So it's not exactly they've been on hard times for a number of years, but kind of had to go through some trials and tribulations this year with all the injuries, Damian Lillard's injury and everything. So you would have hoped if you're a Portland fan to have it kind of be rewarded with some good luck in the lottery. It was not meant to be, and that's obviously kind of a sticking point. Um, Yeah, overall, I think if, if if you like chaos in the lottery and you like kind of just a crazy team moving up with, you know, 2% odds to win it, I think you could consider maybe you're a loser this draft just because if you, if you want to see kind of the craziness, this year it just wasn't a crazy draft. And I guess the teams at the top are probably grateful for that. I would assume so. Uh, if you are a fan of chaos, not your lottery, Hornets will pick 13th and 15th two top 15 picks. What might that mean for the Hornets? We'll look ahead towards draft day, now just about a month away. Sam Farber, Sam Purley back with you in a moment here on the Hornets Hivecast. I'm not anti-aging. I'm pro-looking my best. Getting cosmetic surgery at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates has me looking young again and filled with the confidence I need to take on the day. From Botox to rhinoplasty to facelifts, Senta offers facial plastic surgery from specially trained eye and ENT doctors who are familiar with how all parts of the face work. Feel like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. Sam Farber and Sam Purley here with you on the HHC, a post-lottery edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Sam, you're on the ground in Chicago. You'll be at the Combine next couple of days, uh, taking in some of the workouts of uh, the young prospects that could end up with the Hornets. And Charlotte is a team with two top 15 picks. Uh, th- those are highly coveted. That's where you get a lot of the stars and at very least the starters of the NBA come from this portion of the draft. Having two top 15 picks, it's not common, but it happens maybe a little more often than you'd think. Nine times in the last 10 years has a franchise had multiple top 15 picks. This season, of course, there will be two teams that have that, the Charlotte Hornets at 13 and 15 and the Oklahoma City Thunder, who are penciled in now at number two and number 12. What does it mean to you, Sam Purley, that the Hornets get two bites at the apple in this top 15 range where, again, so many of the all-stars, the MVPs, and at the very least, the starters of really high-quality NBA teams seem to come from. Anytime you have one first-round draft pick in the lottery, let alone two that are kind of in that, like you said, in that top 15 slot, I mean, it's a huge luxury because whether you use it as a draft, whether you use it as a trade asset, whether you trade back and collect more picks in future years, I mean, it's just more resources to be able to improve your team in some capacity, whether you're trading them away, whether you're drafting guys, like I said, whether you're trading back or trading back into last year or things like that. So it's huge. And the Hornets were, were very fortunate because the way that, that Pelicans pick, I mean, they went on a late surge at the end of the year, got into play in tournament won a couple games and what do you know that pick conveyed I mean I don't think the Hornets necessarily expecting that pick to convey and it did so I think that would kind of be maybe that was the Hornets lottery luck this year was getting that that 15 pick they used it all up there but I believe this is the first time the Hornets have had two top 15 picks in 11 years I think they 
and they had to maneuver a little bit in 2011. They had the uh, seventh pick and ninth pick, took Bismarck, Biombo, and Kemba Walker. So moved around a little bit in that draft. But yeah, just doubling your resources to be able to improve your team when you have two picks in that top 15 position. And it can be advantageous because the draft, obviously, across all sports, it's an inexact science. I'm a big believer, Sam Perley. We've had numerous discussions in the office. If you've got the number one pick, your job as the general manager, the decision maker, is to find the Hall of Famer in that draft. I, I believe every draft has one guy who's going to be one of the greats, who's going to end up in the Hall, and it's your job to find that one. If you don't find someone of that caliber, it can really set your franchise back or or maybe more appropriate to say allow someone else to steal that selection from you. Simultaneously, if, if you're a lottery winner, if you're top four, I'm a firm believer every draft has at least a handful of all-stars, players who will make an all-star team at some point. Everywhere else, there's a lot of gray. Not to say that there aren't misses in the top four or five of drafts. There often are. But once you get past that point, it's an inexact science. You've got a lot of young guys. And quite frankly, it's not as sure of a thing. But when you get multiple shots at it, the odds go up. I went through the last 10 drafts, and I'm I'm kicking out last year's because I think it's a little early to judge the Golden State Warriors picks of Kaminga and Moody or the Magic's pick of Suggs and Wagner and say, hey, for the rest of their careers, how will they do? But the other seven examples of multiple top 15 picks, you often have a squad that at least finds one all-star caliber or close to all-star caliber player, and then someone else who either is more on the fringes of a starting lineup or just not of that quality as it's turned out. We're talking guys like Clippers 2018. They drafted Miles Bridges, very close to an all-star, along with Jerome Robinson. If you want to say, hey, that pick was really the Hornets. Well, the guy that they traded the Hornets for was Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who was also near that same quality. 2017, Kings selecting De'Aaron Fox and Zach Collins. Fox has been close to an all-star. Collins struggling with injuries. Denver Nuggets the year before that got Jamal Murray. Philadelphia 76ers in 14 got Joel Embiid. Orlando Magic got Aaron Gordon. So you, you see this throughout the last 10 years, teams that get multiple picks. It's not necessarily that for sure one's going to be great and one's going to be bad. I'm not indicating that. But just the odds in this area of the draft, it's a little less high percentage that you're going to find the star. And so getting two shots at it, obviously helps your chances of finding a high-quality player who, from the Hornets' perspective, you can now pair with Miles Bridges, LaMelo Ball, and the rest of this young roster. Absolutely, and I think that's what makes the draft so much fun is you never really know where you can find the next star. I mean, you look at the last two MVPs, Giannis Antetokounmpo, 15th overall pick, Nikola Jokic, who just won his second MVP, was, I think, in the middle of the second round. I mean, I think that's what gets people so excited about this event is just the possibility of finding that diamond in a rough, whether it's that you do win the lottery, like the Orlando Magic, and move up and get that superstar generational talent, or you're in the middle of the, the lottery, you're in the end of the first round. I mean, I think that's what makes it so cool is that you can find good talent anywhere, and a lot of it is about role, it's about fit, it's about environment. When those things factor into the player's potential and how good he ends up being. No question about it. Well, the Hornets are going to get two shots at this. We'll see how General Manager Mitch Kupchak in the front office choose to approach it. There's a variety of ways to do it. The team could make two selections. They could package the picks to try and move up within the draft and maybe get a, a player they have targeted that they don't think will fall to either of those spots. Or they could put it together and try and acquire a veteran. There's a lot of ways, a lot of cards for 
the front office to make use of here. And the Hornets, obviously, a team with a winning record already in a very advantageous spot. But we are going to talk about some of the potential names that you might take a look at uh, with the 13th and 15th overall picks. We'll do that next here on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets fans, it's time to get some new gear. The best selection of new and classic Hornets apparel is at the Hornets Fan Shop, now with new extended hours. Stop by Spectrum Center Wednesday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. to pick up the latest in jerseys, Jordans, and more. Or you can shop from the comfort of your own home 24-7 with just a click of a button at HornetsFanshop.com. An easy trip on the light rail, you'll be sure to find something for everyone at the Hornets Fan Shop. Sam Farber, Sam Purley of Hornets.com here with you on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Hornets do not move up in the draft lottery, but... They didn't move down either. 13th and 15th overall picks. Sam, a lot of years you hear about a a big two, a big three. Sometimes there's a clear consensus around one player, a LeBron, if you will. That clearly is going to be the number one pick. This year's draft seems a little bit deeper in terms of that elite top-end talent. I've heard people say there are two elite guys, three elite guys, five elite guys. But no, no matter where you look, I think... One thing about this year's draft and and the overall top 15, 20 selections is we're seeing a return to normal. We're seeing guys who have not had their college careers or their early professional careers impacted by the pandemic. There is a lot of tape on them. They played a lot of games, far fewer instances of players sitting out altogether or large portions of their most recent season. This is kind of a return to normal and and an advantage for front offices like the Hornets to not just look at what these players can do in a practice setting in their home gym or in the combine, which you're at, but also look at what they were able to do over an entire 20, 25, 30, 35 game stretch in their most recent season. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really good point. That's that's something that NBA teams really haven't had as much luxury of being able to do the last couple of years. You know, obviously the, the, the pandemic put a big ripple into being able to cover games. The NCAA tournament was canceled in 2020. Last year was so kind of crazy. A college season, games getting canceled, postponed, and players opting out. And also traveling overseas to scout players. You know, I imagine that's got to be a lot more feasible now than it was at points the last two years. So I think it's only going to lead to better evaluations, better scouting, better decision-making in this whole process. So that's a really good point. And it's something, it definitely feels like being in the lottery in person, seeing the combine in person, having all these teams and, and media outlets here. It's definitely one of those, okay, this feels a little bit normal. This is one of those events. It's kind of back to what it was before COVID and everything kind of disrupted it a little bit, which is awesome. It's awesome for the NBA. It's awesome for the for these guys to be able to showcase their talents in front of NBA teams here. So definitely should be an exciting week here in Chicago for sure. Hornets last year ended up with two top 20 picks. Uh, the way we have been hearing how that draft went down, Kai Jones was one of the targets for the 11th overall pick, but as James Booknight, the guard out of UConn, fell, he became more and more enticing. The Hornets selected him there, and then as they saw Kai Jones drift down, they took the shot to go get him as well, so end up with two top 20 picks, albeit at very different positions. This season, you again have two top 15 picks. There's a, a lot of mock drafts out there. Do you feel, generally speaking, if the Hornets make two selections, they'll try and double up in a particular position group? Will they try and do as they did last year, a guard or a wing alongside a big? How do you foresee this draft if the Hornets were to keep both picks? 
It's a really interesting situation, and it's also a good problem to have. I mean, like we talked about in, in kind of an earlier answer, the more picks and resources you have to be able to improve your team, obviously the more options you're going to be able to have to do that. And that's kind of the ultimate goal is is getting over the hump for this Hornets team and making the playoffs. You've got a lot of young guys on the team. I think that's something you have to consider. I mean, right now, you look at James Book now, you look at Kai Jones, you look at JT Thor. I mean, they didn't get a whole lot of minutes this past season. So you have to kind of factor that in. There's only so many resources in terms of minutes, developmental time, G League stuff. I mean, it's something you kind of have to factor in. you got to find that balance of kind of developing, but also turning the corner and making sure you've got enough veterans on the roster and guys are making strides to help this team take the next step into the playoffs. So um, it's an inter- it's a, you know interesting situation. Overall, I think they're in great position to, uh, to improve this team in the next few weeks heading into the draft. With those two guys that were drafted last year, given the limited playing time that they had, it's almost like the Hornets could have not just two, but four top 15 to 20 quality players added to an already young and talented roster. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a big point because if you you think about those three guys you had last year, JT, Kai, and James, who didn't play a whole lot of NBA minutes, particularly for two guys in particular, Kai and James, that were in that top 20, and then you factor in two more top 15 picks. I mean, right there, you're looking at a 30 roster that, has very little NBA experience. So that's something you have to kind of, you know, weigh a little bit in terms of balancing out the roster this summer and seeing what you want to do and what additions you have to make. So overall, you know, it's a challenge, but it's a good challenge to have if you're Mitch Kupchak in the front office to find ways to improve this team. You've got a lot of different routes that you could go. And it's going to be really interesting to see how things play out, especially this week too, because there's always guys that start kind of skyrocketing and moving a little bit. You can start kind of seeing how the pecking order plays out now that the draft order is set. So it should be really interesting, really fun for the next uh, few weeks heading into mid-June's draft. It most definitely will be. And for all the latest, you can always go to Hornets.com. Sam Purley will be writing up articles left and right on all these prospects and how they may or may not fit in uh, with the Hornets. We look forward to your coverage. And thank you again, Sam Purley, for joining us live from the lottery. Uh, One last time, I got to applaud you and P.J. Washington. Did not fall to 14. That was our main objective here, clearly. Well done. Yes, absolutely. And Nick Bolick and Maggie Yang are also here with us, so they'll take some credit for not falling in the uh, the lottery as well. It was a total team effort, so we'll take it. Yes, good job for you, Maggie and Nick, and the entire crew there for the Hornets, and best of luck covering the rest of the Combine. That's going to do it for this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. We will go back to our player profiles looking back at last season. Jalen McDaniels in the on-deck circle. We'll talk to him tomorrow. Till then, for our guest Sam Purley of Hornets.com, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.